Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Welcome back to Let's Clear the Air, all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm Liz Edwards, your host. Today I am with Dr. Sarah Adams. We are in our Clarksville location, and I'm so glad to be here with you. It was a pretty drive up here today. Yeah, good to see you, Liz. It's this time of year where we, you know, the coughing. (laughs) Yes. Everybody's got a cough for one reason or another. So today we're going to talk about coughing. Perfect. And what the coughs mean and and what we can be looking for. And I I just feel like everybody is super sensitive going into the holidays about, you know. Absolutely. All the things. I mean, the dreaded flu, COVID, RSV, pick your virus. And we're all a little fearful. And maybe we shouldn't be fearful, but we should certainly have a healthy respect for them. And so Mm -hmm. it's always helpful to think about when that cough starts or maybe you've been dealing with one for a long time you know what may be causing it and so as you and i have discussed before there's lots of things that can cause cough Um, it can be sometimes very difficult to pinpoint the exact cause because usually it is more than one thing and Mm -hmm. so here at the allergy asthma and sinus center we really try to get a really good history from the patient or the patient's parents to really try and pinpoint or identify what those contributing factors may be and then work to hopefully help you feel better. Yeah. Um, And so cough can affect everyone. Um, Sometimes it is just as simple as a post-viral cough. You started coughing after getting sick and then it just doesn't quit. And I tell my patients that cough is usually the last thing to go. I say give it a good even four to six weeks after that virus. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. That's be a, a little, lot. A my little husband daunting. had that recently and I was like, mm, I don't think I can make the four to six I, weeks. You know? I get that. I get that. Um, and so that's kind of one of those things that typically resolves on its own. Um, Mm -hmm. But for some of our patients, cough doesn't necessarily come after a virus, or maybe it does and then it never goes away. Or patients will notice that the cough happens during certain times of year. Um, For my younger patients, sometimes parents notice that the cough gets worse when they're active or maybe at nighttime. And so Mm -hmm. with those histories, we really can kind of delve into other contributing factors that maybe are not allowing that cough to resolve. Um, And so different things that we think about when it comes to a cough. First off, we want to know the timing. How long has this cough been bothering you? What seems to exacerbate it? What makes it worse? What makes it better? Mm -hmm. But then different conditions we may think about. Um, Certainly sinus disease can cause cough. Asthma is another one we certainly can think about. You know, when you talk about asthma, you think about wheezing, but it's not always just wheezing. That cough that just won't quit or that seems to get worse with anything that you need your lungs for, exercise, even worse at nighttime, those will make us think about asthma. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mentioned sinus disease and people may say, well, sinus disease, that's in my head, not in my lungs. Right. But when you have persistent sinusitis and you have persistent drainage down the back of your throat, man, oh man, is that going to cause a persistent cough and you can kind of do everything you want, but that cough just won't quit. And so talking about sinus disease can be, you know, something that we can delve into and really sort through and not only hopefully fix the sinusitis or, you know, as best we can, um, but also really trying to identify the underlying factors that are contributing to that. And so allergy testing is a big part of that as well. And really identifying, are there allergic triggers that are contributing not only potentially to the cough, but the other things that may be causing the cough. Is allergies contributing to the asthma? Is allergies contributing to sinusitis? 
whereas allergies just contributing to the cough. And so that's a big part of what we do as well, in addition to identifying other causes of the cough that we can hopefully help uh, to intervene on. My mind goes to the classroom this time of year, and I think of the teachers. You know, they have all all the kids around them. Everybody's got something, but <laughs> I think of the coughs. What does a asthmatic cough yeah. present like versus just like, oh, I'm getting over a cold cough. Like, such, is there a difference? Yeah, such a good question. So, you know, it really, I always say good history is just the doctor's kind of best tool in figuring out what may be afflicting or causing the patient's symptoms. So, mm -hmm. of course, that's going to differ with kids versus adults. So in kids, yes, again, remember that virus comes on, that cough just doesn't seem to quit. But after a few weeks, you finally, it remits and you can kind of move on with your life. Right. For the kiddo with asthma, as I mentioned, you may not see that wheezing or shortness of breath, but perhaps your kid also gets the virus that brother and sister got. And now brother and sister seem to be all better but your other child just continues to cough or mm -hmm. he, you know, you're starting up soccer or basketball season and usually he's able to run up and down. But man, because of that virus and that cough that won't go away, it seems to make it worse. He can't keep up with his friends. Or as I mentioned at night when he's sleeping, you're hearing this cough. And so those are reasons that I think about. Maybe this is more than just that viral induced cough. Is there some underlying asthma that yes, that virus kind of worsened and mm -hmm. now that cough just won't quit. So anytime a cough just won't go away, um, despite everyone else seeming to get better or anytime that cough seems to be exacerbated by activity or at nighttime, those are indications to me that we maybe need to explore a little bit further. The other reason I'll think about a, an asthma uh, contributing to a cough is if a child gets viral illness after viral illness, which kiddos do, that's just right. what they do. I always say kids are gonna get sick and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But when they continue to get sick and they need more support than potentially they should to recover. So we're needing oral steroid after oral steroid, or we're needing urgent care and ER visits every single time. Sometimes it's worth exploring, are there other contributing factors besides that virus that everyone else got? Um, mm -hmm. And that's where evaluating for asthma and allergies can be quite helpful. So very often, some of the patients you see coming in here have already been to the ER for an asthma flare. Yes. And then they referred to you and then you really deep dive into the root cause and talk about the treatments as, as far as yeah. what, what you what course do you like to like? What's your list? How do you like to tackle it? Absolutely. Another really great question. So um, you can see I get excited about this. It's just <laughs> you can get these kids and you can just help the families. When you help a person's child, you help the family. And it's Absolutely. just such a relief to everyone. So when a kiddo comes after visiting the ER um, or, you know, maybe they've just been battling recurrent coughs, they've had multiple rounds of steroids, whatever it may be, then yes, we want to try and meet the goals of the family and also help that child feel better and live the life that a child should be able to live. And so right. what we'll talk about is what medicines have been tried, what med what things do help, what things seem to make it worse. Depending on the age of the child, we'll usually investigate is there, are there allergies contributing? And when I say that, typically environmental allergies. Do we have some sensitization to pollen? Tennessee is 
you know, ripe with pollen typically all year until that freeze comes, which is often unpredictable, but Mm -hmm. tree grass, weed pollen, and then our year round allergens, animals, dust mites. And so that's often a contributing factor. And so we'll investigate that. And then beyond that, if there is an asthma component, we're working to make sure we are helping to support the lungs as well and allowing that child to, like I said, be a child, whether it's that two-year-old in daycare who's going to get the recurrent viral illnesses, but we don't want them in the ER or mom panicking every single time. How can we support them so that when they get sick, they can weather that storm a bit more easily? Or maybe it's the seven-year-old who's wanting to play soccer, but man, he just cannot run up and down that field because he gets so short of breath or he's wheezing. How can we help support that kiddo to be able to do and go and be a seven-year-old that he wants to be? So you asked about management. A big part of that is control contributing factors like allergies and then also we have lots of really good medicines for asthma that can be quite effective Mm -hmm. ranging from inhalers which is usually where we start but we also have medicines called biologics that we as allergists will use to help control those more persistent those more severe asthmatics and they've just done wonders in terms of asthma control and management so it's a really uh for lack of a better word, exciting time to be a part of helping to control and treat asthma and allergies. I've always wanted to ask you this, and of course you're a mom as well. <laughs> Let's just talk briefly about all the over-the-counter options that are out there. Like, what what do you do when your kids are coughing? Uh, you know, I mean, I've stood in that aisle at the drugstore and wonder what I should be buying, what I'm, you know, cough suppressant versus decongestant. Absolutely. Excellent question. So every kid's a little different. Let's start Mm -hmm. there. And certainly the ages all vary. So I have three of my own. Mine tend are on the younger age, ranging from five, three, and, and then my 18 month old. Um, so when I hear that cough start, a lot of it for me is supportive care for my kids, which can be a little painful, but typically it is that tincture of time, just giving mm-hmm. them time. Now, so one of my kiddos tends to need a bit extra support. And so what that looks like, we steam showers yeah. are my best friend. And we mm-hmm. will sometimes do those twice a day. In the morning, they are gunky and gross. So we mm-hmm. get them in that steam shower, get it nice and cleared out for the day. And then by the end of the day, before we go to bed, we'll do another steam shower just again to help clear out as much as we can. We will utilize humidifiers. We use those only intermittently. There's everything, mm-hmm. you know, has its pros and cons. So. You don't want to make it moist all the time, particularly if you have a dust mite allergy that can actually worsen things. Right. Um, but for when our child is congested, um, has that cough, we'll use that humidifier in their room. Um, a lot of the decongestants over the counter aren't really as effective as you may think, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of that placebo effect that just makes us feel better that we're doing like, something. We have to feel like we're doing something, yes. Absolutely, yeah. and unfortunately, the studies, the evidence-based studies behind those medicines don't show a lot of benefit, and so, mm-hmm. In those situations, I always say less is more and just kind of, like I said, that tincture of time. And I'll tell my patients that, you know, it can be so overwhelming as a mom um, or a dad to have your child just not feeling well or just to see that over and over they seem to get sick. And so a lot of it is time, um, just giving them that supportive care. But Mm -hmm. coming from a mom perspective, having that listening ear and providing that reassurance can be really helpful. Um, So from a decongestant standpoint, I'm not necessarily a huge 
I don't recommend those often, um, if ever. Right. Um, or like the cough syrups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. like a dime a dozen out there and yes. you don't know. Yeah. Now, if there is an allergic component, environmental allergies, certainly over-the-counter antihistamines, nasal, intranasal steroid sprays can be helpful. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, if we're just not getting the control we need and there is that allergic history, of course, allergy shots can make a big difference. They are more of that fix rather than just controlling the symptoms. So yeah. we talk about that if that is a good option for that patient. Well, this is all great tips. Thank you so much for being with us today. And if you suspect your child has allergies or asthma, or you just want to investigate a cough, <laughs> we are here. You can go to allergyasc.com and make an appointment and we would love to see you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Liz. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast and remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.